0: Guys, if you're looking for a really good alternate to traditional coffee, check out StravaCraftCoffee.com. There you can purchase some StravaCraft coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that's really changing lives. CBD can lead to less neck pain, back pain. It can help you with arthritis, IBS, aches and pains, migraines. CBD has been proven to help with a lot of that stuff. And Strava Craft Coffee just tastes really good as well. So go to StravaCraftCoffee.com. If you're a first-time customer, use the code DNVR25. You're going to save 25% off your purchase of Strava Craft Coffee. You can also get a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. Get your coffee delivered to you. You can get that at StravaCraftCoffee.com. If you're a returning Strava Craft Coffee customer, make sure to use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your purchase from StravaCraftCoffee.com every single time. what's up guys welcome in to the dnvr nuggets podcast we are presented by DraftKings sportsbook make sure to use code dnvr when you download the DraftKings sportsbook app this week i'm harrison wind alongside brendan vote we're gonna answer some questions on this thursday
1: mailbag edition of the podcast what's going on man what's up man long time no see uh I'm just toiling away here, approaching a weekend that won't have succession. I'm already in withdrawal preemptively, but that's all right.
0: Were you satisfied with this season of succession? Because I was, I I was absolutely satisfied. I, I could watch it forever and I'll probably go back and watch it again. But by the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm, I think I'm ready for this season
1: to be over and, and to see what happens next. I was satisfied after it. Very satisfied. The ending finale put a lot of bows on it it was great man it was great thrilling television Harrison I love it I love it I want one of our listeners to
0: compare each member of the dnvr nuggets podcast to a character on succession that's my homework assignment for the listeners dude that's gonna be tough for all of us no one wants any of those comparisons (laughs) I'm excited to hear what people think for that um Like I said, we are going to answer some questions on today's show. The Nuggets heading out on a three-game road trip today. They flew to Atlanta this afternoon, Thursday afternoon. They've got Atlanta. They've got Brooklyn. They've got Oklahoma City on this road trip. You want to know the most interesting part of this road trip, or maybe not the most interesting, but the weirdest part of this road trip? I do. They play the Nets on the 19th, Brendan. They don't play the Thunder until the 22nd there's two days off in between those games the 20th and the 21st I would really hope they stay over in Brooklyn because I don't know what you do with two days off in Oklahoma City
1: yeah but maybe just go to OKC post up in your hotel rooms wrap everyone in bubble wrap no one's allowed to go outside oh my god yeah I wonder how the team's
0: gonna approach that because technically or, or usually Brooklyn's always one of those cities where you stay over there are a couple of them New sure. York. You always stay over. I think Atlanta, even too. Sometimes you stay over if the schedule allows it LA Chicago, but yeah, with the see with the league, uh, seemingly teetering on the brink of a, um, of a pause, that's yeah. kind of what it feels like. It might be the best idea to just get to Oklahoma city. Um, that's me talking, not an NBA player
1: though. Did- There's nothing wrong with room service and settlers of Catan. I know these guys are rich, but just scale it back. That's all. Uh,
0: So we'll see. Three-game road trip, Atlanta, Brooklyn, Oklahoma City. I think two and one would be a great outcome over these three games, but we'll certainly see here. Let's get to some news today Uh, that's kind of developed before we go into the questions. Uh, The first one, Marcus Howard injury. Uh, I went back and watched the replay of that injury. I even put it in the Slack. That was one of the like most awkward, like random, weird leg injuries I can remember. He steps on the ball, and then his foot goes off the ball, and then uh, somebody crashes into his leg. Um, I think there's some reason for hope, and th- the only reason I say that is because last night, Michael Mullen said when he was talking to head trainer, Dan Cheminsky, that Cheminsky hmm. told Malone He thought it might just be a hyper extension. So maybe, you know, there's some hope there. I reported today. He's not traveling on this three game road trip, still undergoing testing in Denver. You know, we'll see. Um, but this team, just the injuries, man, and, and the, it, the serious injuries too, it
1: seems like they, right. they just don't stop. Right. Yeah. I mean, Now with this kind of injury, you're not just worried about missing time. It'd be another guy down for the season, right? Just optically the way it looked originally. So awkward. Seemed like he almost misstepped and like non-contact hurt himself six times. And then someone lands on him. Um, I'd be blown away if this was just a hyperextension, but would take it, would sure take it. uh, And I'm sure Marcus would too. So hoping for the best. Yeah. I think you
0: take it because he's honestly been playing Pretty well, uh, considering what I think you could have expectations for sure. him. At. I mean, sure, at 14 points last night, four nine from three. He, he had some, you know, minus plays too. But all in all, what you've gotten from Marcus Howard over the last three games, I think, way more than you expected you'd get.
1: Um, so especially, especially yeah. if you're just trying to get any sort of scoring punch off that bench, and also, frankly, at a time where. It's just about having any warm body you can, especially when they're about to go on the road again and every six seconds another player enters protocol. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to lie, though. The first thing I thought of when
0: Malone said that he was told it might be a hyperextension, it's the same thing he was told before the test results came back that Jamal Murray tore his ACL. Yeah,
1: I know. I know. That's the first thing I thought of. Me too. So I'm not holding my breath for good news, but hey, we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Uh, Array of good news, though. Marcus Howard goes down. Austin Rivers is going to be back in the lineup, I believe, Friday in Atlanta. He's cleared the health and safety protocols. He was warming up before last game, but I think Denver wanted to, you know, ramp him up a little conditioning wise before he was able to get back. How are you feeling about Austin Rivers joining this rotation again?
1: You know, obviously, Austin struggled this season, but what's funny, funny is not the right word, what's unfortunate is five of the six games prior to him entering protocols and, and, and actually just having COVID, I should say, Um, mm-hmm. he was playing really well, well, I shouldn't say really well, within his contained role, right, minimum guy off the bench, and by really well, I mean 10 points, three rebounds, two assists, sure. but then what does it look like? He was a slightly more willing catch and shooter, a little more quick in his decisions to either shoot or drive he's always going to have those jab steps and pump fakes but he was playing a little more like you know a filler rotational piece right before he went down so curious to see how he looks i'm sure he'll have to get back into basketball shape a little bit here so we'll see but i look he's gonna play they need him to play and i do think he was trending in the right direction prior prior to getting sick yeah, I think he's just going to take those Marcus Howard
0: minutes for sure. Yeah. It seems like an easy swap. And with Austin Rivers, I mean, we know his game. You get more defense than you got with Marcus Howard, definitely. but probably less offense, you know, definitely less offense because Marcus Howard ha- has found his shot here over the last week yeah. or so. Um, Austin Rivers has been up and down as a shooter. But but like you said, what was trending in the right direction right before he got COVID and he popped on Instagram live when he was quarantining in Orlando uh, it was, I guess, a, a, a silver lining that he got it in Orlando because he's from there and owns a house there. So mm. he didn't have to stay in a hotel for those, uh, couple <laughs> weeks. He was just at his actual house. He couldn't um, have
1: set like a basement aside for bones. They didn't. They right.
0: Right. The nuggets also had another, uh, staffer down there who was, who was stuck in the hotel as well. But yeah, I feel like there could have been an extra room. In that house. <laughs> it's probably not a small house, but what do I know? Yeah. Maybe just like a basement or something, or, something or yeah, something. an extra, extra room here or there. But Austin did say on Instagram that he's been playing hurt the entire season. I don't know what that means. I don't know what injury he's been playing through, but mm. he's been playing hurt the entire year.
1: And he's the one who told us that Porter was playing hurt. So it's such, I yeah. wonder how many guys are by whatever definition he's meeting here. Right. To say, Banged up. I'm sure it's pretty prevalent even this early into the season. So, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing if he can keep it up because they do need him to play well. Uh, I know he's struggled, but it's. Sh- I I view it as reinforcements on the way. It was down to Marcus Howard, and now he's out. So, yeah. I
0: bet every player has a different definition of what playing hurt is for sure. Like Nikola Jokic's definition of playing hurt is like. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. He could have a leg amputated and still <laughs> say he's healthy. Um, the last item I want to get to, I, I t- touched on this when I spoke with you guys after the Nuggets lost last night to the Timberwolves on the post game show, but bones Highland was a healthy scratch last night. I was told about an hour before the game that he was going to be inactive. team decision, healthy scratch, uh, not injury or COVID related. And then after the game, Malone said they sent him home for a violation of team rules. Now he's going to be back in the lineup in Atlanta. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. that's a good thing. Uh, This was just a one game deal, but probably a learning moment I would say for the rookie here.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. And it makes you think of, you know, when Jamal wasn't able to start in the first half of, I don't remember which game it was, but there was some disciplinary thing going on there as well. So um, yeah, I mean, a, a rookie moment. A rookie. We, we're used to him sort of carrying himself. He does act his age, but on the court, ahead of that curve, closer to a non-rookie than a rookie. Um, but yeah, learning curve mistake. We'll, we'll see how he responds. Just a one-game deal, though, right? You did say he is back. Yeah, is back. All
0: right. Yeah, should just be a one-game thing. He, he should be playing in Atlanta. The Jamal comparison is funny because. I did go back and look it up last night, and mm. I think it was twice, or I think in the 2017 18 season and the 2018 19 season. But he got benched twice for mm. violation of team rules. Now, the difference is he just didn't start the game. I right. think Monte Morris started both those games, he came off the bench. He just, you know, didn't start the game. Bones Highland
1: didn't play. So I mean he was it sounds like he was sent home, right? Like altogether yeah. he wasn't in the arena. So it does sound uh just fairly serious, I guess, on the disciplinary right. scale. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we'll see. He should be back in the lineup Friday. Uh another array of good news there for the Nuggets to take on the Hawks. Uh let's hit a break and then let's get to these mailbag questions. We got some good
1: ones. So excited to get to those. Weekends coming up, you're going to have some downtime. Might I recommend finding your way to Lightshade Dispensary, Colorado's dis- premier dispensary? 10 locations already, 11 on the way between the Denver Metro and Aurora locations. And we want to tell you about the Escape Artist uh, products that you can find at Lightshade right now. Escape Artist, highest awarded topical brain in Colorado, they've got ratios available in one to one and high ratio CBD 20 to 1. Uh, creams for, that penetrate for deep muscle tissue discomfort, non-greasy, non-staining, fast-absorbing, take effect in 10 minutes or less, and benefits that last up to two to three hours. So if you're looking for something new, a different sort of treatment for that pain via topical stuff, we definitely want to suggest Escape Artists. And just know that you can find it at Lightshade Dispensary and when you go, please use, please use code DNVR. You're going to get 25% off each purchase. That's an insane deal. That's one of the better deals we've offered. So... I mean, look, you don't need me to explain it to you. If you've ever been to, do it, to a dispensary, you know what 25% off means. So check out Lightshade and let them know that we sent you. And there's going to be sports going on all weekend. At least it seems like it for now. The leagues are still on. So... Head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And if you're a football fan, just know that That when you download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR, you can bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Also, you can build same-game parlays now at DraftKings Sportsbook. Combine multiple bets for the same game Uh, for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you win. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. I'm going to
0: throw a DraftKings pick of the week out there as well. Vote. If I needed you to guess uh, what the Nuggets rank in defense right now, what would be your guess? Right now? Overall in the NBA after last night they got
1: to be in the in the bottom like 10 to 5 somewhere we are 21st they? 20 21st so in the bottom 10 that's All on right.
0: clean the glass and nba.com they're 21st on both of those in defense they play the hawks tomorrow another really bad defense the hawks are 24th mm-hmm. in defensive rating i'm taking the over on nuggets hawks over 221 tomorrow for my DraftKings pick of the week. So I'll probably say that again on the pregame show Friday, but two really bad
1: defenses tomorrow. Definitely. And Nuggets going back on the road where they've had an even harder time this season. So that's a good bet, man. That's a good bet.
0: All right. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook and download the app. Let's get to some of these mailbag
1: questions. What do we got first? We've got some good questions. Uh, we've got Currents Kang already asking about a Faku extension. Faku plays unbelie- FACU play unbelievable insane this week. If he continues these, will the Nuggets reward a contract for a 5'10", 30 year old third string point
0: guard? I got to admit, man, Faku, other than the second half against Minnesota, yeah. um, where he, I think, recorded like a minus 25. Yeah. He's been very good for Faku. You know, he, I think he's been given the nuggets, good minutes, all things considered. Now he right. has his obvious drawbacks, but overall, I think he's been very solid over the last, what, three weeks or so. Um, talking about an extension. Yeah. Or
1: another contract. I,
0: yeah. That? Or another contract. He's a free agent after this season. I don't know. I, um, yep. I would be okay if the Nuggets moved on, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think you can probably find an, another reserve point guard, you know, with a little more upside there. Now, Faku might want to stay in Denver. You know, this is his first NBA team. He he made the jump from Europe and, and it has kind of found a home here. His family's here. Maybe he's really comfortable here and wants to come back on a super cheap deal. If he does. I could see Denver, you know, being okay with that, but I think I'd be okay with, with trying out another third
1: string point guard and, and rolling the dice there. It's a replaceable archetype, right? So it's not, not the kind of player you necessarily go out of your way. You can find other third string guards on affordable deals. And, you know, the difference in next season to this, is that you're not anticipating needing to use your third-string point guard all year long, right? Eventually, ideally, hopefully, Jamal Murray, Monte Morris, that's your point guard uh, depth chart. And and so even if there's a third guy in the rotation, he's break glass in case of emergency. Having said that, that's what Faku was, and they had to break the glass right away. And I do think that's how he should be evaluated, right? These are qualified compliments. It's a third-string guard making $3.1 million. So when we say he's playing well, of course it's limited. It only, he only plays so well. um, And I think it's replaceable production, but I do, I do just want to try to drill home the idea that at the end of the day they had to rely on Faku a lot more than I'm sure they hoped. And, and he did produce and he has been producing lately. So I don't know. I don't, I don't expect to see him get another deal, but like you said, I mean, The Nuggets do have a little history now of sort of rewarding guys who want to be here, who buy into the culture. We'll we'll see.
0: Yeah. I think I'm ready to unleash my Galaxy Brain Faku idea that I've only um, said to you guys privately. Uh, It's a little half-baked. It's not totally serious, but the
1: Nuggets should only play Faku in home games. Only at home. Have you, I mean, I'm sure you have. Have you done the research? Have you looked at the numbers on this, Harrison? No, okay, absolutely right. not this all is right. this is a pure
0: eye test, uh, take. And the crux of the take is what's Faku best at? Uh, he's best at generating momentum turning plays. What happens after a momentum turning play? The crowd goes crazy. That only happens at Nuggets home games. True, Faku, like, is the number one guy. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe not number one. Aaron Gordon can do this, Bones Highland can do this, but Faku is a guy who can totally changed the mood, Mm -hmm. the complexion, the feel of a game with one play, one crazy pass, one steal, something like that. You really feel the reward of that
1: behind a home crowd. This isn't
0: totally serious, but
1: it's kind of a take. I I was surprised in in my few excursions to Ball Arena in in your stead this season. Faku pops in person. You would not guess. You wouldn't guess that, but he does. And you're right. He he is kind of tied to the life of the crowd a little bit. And his hustle plays do inspire really, really um, strong emotional reactions. So I actually think you are sort of on to this. It would be easier if they had just like nine guys they felt like could play every night, you know? Yeah. Um, And they don't. So it, you can't do it now. But every time you send that to me, I laugh a little bit. I'm like, dude, he might be right. He might be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not right. Uh, that's kind of thing would never happen, but I don't know. Maybe someday. No, I mean, you can't, <laughs> it's pretty hard to fight. They talk about rhythm and knowing your role a lot. And I'm sure that's not a role anyone signs up for, but it's funny. <laughs> it might work. Oh man. All right, let's move on. What else do we got here? So the nuggets are uh, OJ, sir. At OJ, sir. One says so the nuggets are 29th and rebounding right now. Mm. Um, that low really surprises me. Because in recent years, they've been, good re- they've been a good rebounding team. Are there things we can point to as a reason for this? Or is it just as simple as personnel? So I did some research
0: on this one. And I think I found out why the Nuggets rank lower in rebounding. So if you go by rebounding percentage, I think that question there is off just total rebounds per game. Right. And that's usually going to be lower for Denver because they play at such a slower pace. Good point. So if you go to rebound percentage, which averages everything out over 100 possessions, like offensive rating, defensive rating, etc. Um, Denver ranks 20th in rebounding. That's okay. total rebounding, offensive and defensive rebounding. Now, that's a little jarring because the Nuggets have been a top 11 rebounding team for the entire Jokic era. They were also the number one or number two rebounding team from 2017 to 2019. So 20th is very low, and that's despite the fact that Nikola Jokic is averaging 13.6 rebounds <laughs> per game, easily a career, high, easily a career high. Three more than he did last year, and the second most in the NBA. Uh, but I think I found out why that rank is so low at number 20. Denver's actually number four in defensive rebounding. Last year, they ranked sixth, so no drop-off there. The drop-off is on the offensive end. Uh, They ranked 24th in offensive rebounding. Last year, they ranked second. And I think what it comes down to is Michael Porter Jr. averaged one and a half offensive rebounds per game last year. Paul Millsap averaged one and a half rebounds, offensive rebounds per game last year. They had Hartenstein for uh, half the year. JaVale McGee offensive rebound a lot when he was in the game. Jeff Green doesn't offensive rebound. So I think that's it right there. Uh, yep. They lost a couple of their top offensive rebounders, and that's where they're really struggling on the offensive glass, not so much on the defensive glass.
1: Yeah, no backup center, obviously. And then the Porter thing. And it's so funny. I, Porter, I think people f- right now feel like they're missing the guy that was such a non-factor to start the season. But they're missing a guy that's actually a big part of what that starting lineup likes to do and and does well when he's playing well. And part of this is rebounding. Um, And also, I mean, the defense has really dropped off. And that's Mm -hmm. not just a starters thing. And of course, they're more tired and in flux. But at this point, you know, the starters with Porter, even this year, were looking looking better on that end. So missing him, definitely impacting the rebound, no backup center. And it it sounds dumb to say because he's a max contract player, but... Porter being out, uh, maybe hurting them in more ways or different ways than we realize. Yeah,
0: and when I say Jeff Green doesn't rebound offense on the offensive glass, he really doesn't rebound. Jeff Green has 12 total offensive rebounds this Ooh. year. Faku Campazo has 10. <laughs> Jeff Green has two more offensive rebounds than Faku this year. And so you're replacing a guy in Michael Porter who averaged one and a half per game. And Jeff Green, you know, is averaging like 0.3 offensive offensive rebounds per game. So it's a big drop off when you're just looking at that small forward spot. So I think that's a lot of it. Um, probably some other issues here and there,
1: but it's and maybe some be- of it. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. And maybe some of it too is the 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 newfound priority of transition defense, and maybe they are making efforts to to get back a little more yeah. after shots go up. So uh, could all be contributing to it. But it's it's definitely a noticeable thing of this team's identity so far or whatever team they've put out on the floor. Uh, they're not an elite team at something they've been, they have really cornered in the regular season. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Uh ta-ta-ta-ta. What's a Jokic, Jokic accomplishment at this point that would actually surprise you if he reached this comes to us from Gregor <laughs> at GP Nuggets. I love this question because I, well, I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, the triple-double is on my mind because he this went uh, went under the radar last night, too, because they got killed. But Jokic passed James Harden in career triple-doubles last night with his 63rd, so he's now 7th on the all-time list. Next up is Wilt Chamberlain. I feel like that's going to be a pretty big deal when he passes Wilt, who has 78. And then after that, you know... Everybody else is pretty much above 100, which, you know, he'll get to. It just won't be for a long time. LeBron's at 101, Jason Kidd, Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson, Russell Westbrook. Uh, I I doubt he'll break the Westbrook record, but he could get into, like, you know, the top five there. I was looking at, like, the Nuggets all-time leaders in points Mm -hmm. and rebounds and assists. If Jokic plays, like, seven more years in Denver... And continues to put up numbers close to what he did last year, he's going to lead the Nuggets in everything. Right. Points, rebounds, assists, everything. He, his name is going to be at the top of every single leaderboard. So, in terms of Nuggets records, I don't think there's anything that I would be surprised if he broke.
1: No. At this point, I would say notching an all defense squad position slot. Not something I'm anticipating, but hey. No it's a it's a new element of his game. I again, I I have I'm not placing any uh money or artificial stock in this happening. But just given that it's been a narrative this season, that would be the thing that surprises me the most. Yeah, that would surprise me a lot too. <laughs>
0: um I was also looking up just like top 25 points, rebounds, assists in NBA history. Mm. And I think Jokic can get to like top 25 points and assists. And most of those lists are just about longevity. Right. So, like, if he plays another eight, nine years, as those rankings stand right now, he's going to flirt with top 25 points and assists if he, you know, puts up numbers like he did last year for, like I said, the next seven, eight years. Uh, now, those lists could look a lot different in this offensive age that we're in. Right. Um. But, you know, as things stand right now, he, he's going to have a chance to to crack some of those if if he keeps ascending like he is and plays enough years. You know, who knows how long he's going to end up playing, but, you know, he, he's probably got at least seven, eight more years in him.
1: Yeah, it almost feels more like a decision to me on his end of just what does he want to do and how long does he want to do it? Because... One of the beautiful things about the way Jokic plays is how – I mean, it's there's always a big burden on his shoulders, and it is always exhausting, but he plays below the rim. And the flat-footed yeah. dominance, like Mario says, and he doesn't always accelerate when he doesn't need to, and I just wonder if maybe that could add up to a little more longevity for a big man than some of these guys that just run and jump and, and, and bang shoulders all day long, mm-hmm. so we'll see.
0: His – Playing the post this year has been exceptional. I think it's one of the areas where he's definitely leveled up. Just like the spin cycles that he puts defenders (laughs) in this year. I don't remember that happening as much last season. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, the one he had last night, uh, the couple he's had over the last week, he's been dominant in the post this year. But I feel like his footwork and some of the new moves he's developed have kind of taken his his post-up game to another level.
1: And I don't think about that left hand as much, which was close to a weakness by you know by default because he doesn't really have any. Yeah. But he, yeah, he's so comfortable going to either direction now. And just some of the angles that he takes, these floaters, these hooks, the, but they're not even, they're, they're Jokic branded finishes. They're just little like dump offs, water polo, push shots. And yeah. they, they, they just come from these angles where if you didn't know any better, you'd just be thinking, no way in hell. But it's cash every time, man. He is he is so good right now. He really is. All right, what else here? That's right. I've got I'm, I'm the one that's looking at the questions. Uh, oh no, oh no. I closed my page. We're back. Uh, 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 uh. What are some realistic trade targets that can be made to help our roster? This comes to us from at Demark 0812.
0: All right, I'll use this to talk about the trade target I wrote about in Wind yes, chimes this week do. on Monday. Kenrich Williams, who is not that unfamiliar of a name. He was on the Nuggets Summer League team in 2018. He did not sign with Denver ultimately. He wanted a full roster spot. Denver did not have one available to start that season, so he bet on himself, went to New Orleans, won a roster spot, and has been a rotation guy since. He's in Oklahoma City now on the tanking thunder. Um, I think Kenrich Williams is, is an obvious target for Denver. They've obviously got familiarity with him. They really liked him in, in that summer league, but like I said, they just didn't have a full roster spot. I think they had a two-way, but he wanted a regular roster spot and bet right. on himself and got one. Uh, kind of like the Terrence Davis situation or, you know, we've seen him before a little bit. Uh, Kendrick Williams also has the same agent as Zeke Nagy. I think that helps for sure. There's familiarity there as well. And look, Kendrick Williams is a really, really good defender. He, he's like six foot eight, uh, can guard a lot of different positions, ha- has a really high defensive IQ, good hands, good anticipation, and he's a nice role player on offense. Um, he can shoot the three. I think he's shooting like thirty or, or he's shooting forty-two percent from three this year. Oh wow! On two attempts per game, so not a ton, but I believe Still. in a shot. He's just a smart, high IQ role player. I think he'd really help solidify the Nuggets bench.
1: Yeah, and then even even just spot minutes with the starters, right? Uh late in yeah. the game too, especially if you need a stop. Malone will do that. He'll go away from his rotation if the defense is so poor that he feels like someone needs to get it in there. That's often PJ, right? And it won't be him this season. So mm-hmm. different player in Kenrich Williams, but similar in that their strengths are their defense. Kendrick, Kenrich has always felt like the low-level role player that got away. He really does yeah. to me. Uh, and And maybe we're kind of in an echo chamber on that one, but I thought that was the right target. You've Kenrich pilled me, Harrison.
0: (laughs) I know. I really hope Denver tries to get him. The other thing that is really enticing about him, and look, we should probably state this, but I don't anticipate Denver making a big splash by any means in the trade market. They just don't really have the ammo to do that. No, they're, they're down a lot of draft picks. They don't really have that many appealing young assets. I mean, Dozier was probably, a big trade candidate with just how this season was going for him kind of disappointing, not really carving out a role on that second unit. I was getting the feeling that, you know, he could be the guy to be dealt, especially because he was in a contract year not under contract for next season, but he's injured. Obviously Uh, he's out for the entire year. That kind of um, puts that away. I I would think. Um, But if you look at potential guys, they could deal. It's like, can they
1: convince a team to take on Jamichael green? I know. Can they, the only uh, because- guy that I would think has flyer value is Zeke. And you don't, I don't think you want to trade Zeke right now. So yeah, it's yeah, tough. I, it's tough. Even the Kenridge trade is kind of hard to envision. And he might, I mean, he's playing well and I'm sure, I'm sure Denver is not the only team. Like we've noticed, I'm sure plenty of teams have noticed.
0: Right, right, and um, yeah. Like, can you convince a team to take take on Jamichael Green? Uh, is there a, a future future draft pick that that Oklahoma right. City would want? I mean, that's what they would want. They want draft picks. Um, but what you like about Kenrich, other than just his play and his defensive upside, which would really help this defense, is that he is on contract for next season, and he's only making two million. So. Mm-hmm. If Denver was able to get him that, you know, secures you a rotation spot off the bench next year. And I think for a team that's going to be in the luxury tax and is going to be looking for cheap flyers to fill out their rotation, Kendrick Williams on 2 million is about as good as you can do. So there's probably gonna be competition for him, like you said, but if Denver could find a way, man, that would be awesome.
1: Start the campaign. Get Kendrick Williams to Ball Arena. And while we're on the topic, Ball is hiring, and uh, we want you to know that they're looking for a production technicians. So, what does that mean exactly? You can find the full job descriptions and apply at jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. But I can also give you the hits here, give you the one liners. The position is on the front line of the aluminum beverage can production process at Ball's Plans. The company offers a competitive $27.39 an hour with potential for increase at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. It offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities in the plant. The production technician role touches on the other stages of production, making aluminum cans and ends. The people are what make Ball special. Ball knows that. They want special people. So head over and apply at jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. And then I also want to talk to you about our friends at Chevalier Mortgage. It's a stressful time right now to be in the buyer's market. Uh, if you're in the buyer's market, you don't need me to explain that to you. And if you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The housing market's crazy in Colorado. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They'll alleviate so much stress and worry off your plate. Plus, they have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get it set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Lastly, call Virginia at 303 303- 2576578 or visit www.dnbrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472 or visit www.dnbrmortgage.com. That's Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006, and Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Welcome back to the
0: DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. When you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, make sure to use code DNVR when you sign up. Harrison wind, and Brendan vote here wrapping up today's mailbag edition of the show. We got a couple more questions to get
1: to. What do we got? Should the Nuggets test the limits of the theory that Jokic plus any four players is good by playing him more with the bench and letting the other four starters carry the non-Jokic minutes? That comes to us, by the way, from uh, at CB underscore 25 M. Coza Bones be freedom. Wow, that's deep.
0: My worry with that is the starters wouldn't be good enough. I know. <laughs> and yeah, the bench would be good, but the starters wouldn't be good. Uh, they'd, they'd be okay, but if you just match up a unit of Monte will a G Jeff green and uh, I don't know, Austin rivers against some other starters, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to be in the minus I would think.
1: Yeah. I mean, you want to, you want to rely on your strength of more often than not, your starters are considerably better than the other teams. And at that rate, if you get one good stint from your bench, right, we've rarely seen, we're not holding our breaths for complete games. But can they be competitive in a half? Can they get a Marcus and Bones flurry? And that's probably your formula for racking up wins. That group you just described defensively, can't believe we're talking about Jokic this way, but they need Jokic in there. And I think that would fall off a cliff. I'm with you. I don't know how competitive they'd be. And then you're also, I mean, look, man, you want to optimize your best player. (laughs) And I don't think you're getting the best out of you. Yeah, he could lift those guys up, but you're not getting sure. the best out of Jokic in that scenario.
0: Sure, absolutely. Although I am licking my lips, just thinking about Jokic going against backup centers more. That's a good point. He would destroy. What would he have done to Nas Reed last night? <laughs> if he could just go up against Montrez Harrell for an entire game. I mean, yeah. he crushed Daniel Gafford. Imagine what he could do against Montrez Harrell.
1: What if he was
0: going up against Drew Eubanks
1: instead of (laughs) Yaka Pertle in those two games against the Spurs? That's a good point. And how would that affect other teams' rotations? That'd be a real galaxy brain wild card. Just the Oka off the bench. You figure it out. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Jamal Murray. This comes to us from Quez Hawkins. Chris Vernon on the pod with KOC a couple episodes ago said he heard from someone who would know that Jamal is coming back in February. Do we see that being the case? But also, does the Nuggets record change at all when Jamal eventually returns? So February would be early for sure.
0: Mm. Um, So he had surgery in April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. That'd be 10 months. So um, it'd still be on the early side, but not absolutely unheard of. I was looking this up before the pod. Spencer Dinwiddie came back in nine months from a oh. torn ACL. Wow! Uh, he tore it in January of last year, or or sorry, of this year. Yeah, he just tore it in January last season. Um, but then was back for the preseason this year. Gotcha. So the the process is speeding up. You know, you usually hear ten to twelve months, but the process is definitely speeding up. And look, Jamal Murray looks great whenever we see him. All indications are he's on schedule in his rehab, uh, no setbacks. And look, knowing Jamal Murray, of course, he wants to get back. So I think unless the Nuggets let the bottom really fall out and like are missing the playoffs. Right. I I bet we see him this season. All-star break is kind of what I'm thinking, maybe. At Mm -hmm. the earliest,
1: it would seem early to me. It would. And I'm, I'm just thinking that there's probably, and again, it'll be contingent upon some stuff we don't know, right? How does the season go between now and then? Um, But I would imagine there will be some buffer between when he is medically cleared to play basketball. And when he and the nuggets decide, yeah, let's give him 20 minutes tonight. Uh, But you know, that's again, that's contingent on, on some unknowns. So we'll see. But yeah, like there's no reason to believe he's not going to come back. Ballpark, right? Somewhere in February, March, that looks right. That seems to be something that a lot of people have heard and a lot of people have talked about. So February seems early to me, but sometime at, at that point in the year, that's definitely when we're looking.
0: Would there be a scenario that happens with the Nuggets where you would not want him to come back? You'd be like, just take the off season and then come back strong, opening night next year like what would would anything have to happen to the nuggets like is that on the table in your opinion where you be Jokic like no nah, I don't
1: want to see them. I don't even want to say it out loud but yeah if, if you like if Jokic were to I, also, yeah I, I know what you mean I know what you mean I know what yeah thank you that's all that's all I need to say but no yeah. I mean or, or yeah I mean if they're clearly like if they're struggling to even stay in playing level but I, I, I do believe in organizational momentum, and I know there are so oh, yeah. many factors working against them this year, and it seems futile, but they have gone in the right direction for so many years in a row that I just think to totally bottom out would probably be demotivating, deflating to many involved. Uh, so I think if it's close, you play him. I do. And I do think it will be. I agree. I don't think you want to send that message.
0: I don't think you want to do that to Nikola Jokic. I mean, imagine, yeah, that, Nikol still... Jokic powering through this year, carrying uh... the team on his back, and then at the end of the year, you're like, yeah, you know, we're out of it. So let's just let's just pack it. up. Yeah. I also um,
1: just think. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm crazy, man, but I'm just. I. Feel like the pack is where it is now, and by the end of the year, the Nuggets will probably be somewhere in the six five four conversation, and so that'll what I I, I say that to say. Then at that point, it's a no brainer. You bring them back, but yeah, if they're if they're languishing ninth eighth, I mean, I guess it's something to think about. But you you just made the ultimate point. It would not be fair. It would not be it fair wouldn't. to Jokic who's who's yeah. moving mountains right now, and you need him to sign a supermax this summer. That part too. Um, yeah.
0: Also. I always go back to this. The Suns went 8 0 in the bubble and didn't even make the playoffs. But that was enough organizational momentum yeah. for them to do some big things over the next couple of years. That's when the ball got really rolling for them. You know? And if the Nuggets are in a scenario like that where they could get into the playing game, if like things go bad and they're like, oh shit, we're gonna be a playing team. Should we bring them back? You win the playing game you get into the playoffs you you know win a couple games in the first round even if you lose that first round series that's momentum
1: that that's right. good momentum right you just want to show and it would be like last year like look okay technically it's regression but think about how the odds were stacked against this squad and if you're thinking critically about it is it really is it evidence that they're going in the wrong way or more evidence that maybe that floor is higher than we even thought so I'm with you there. I'm with you there. It's funny. The Suns thing, I always think about that was actually the ideal way that that could go for them. They went 8-0. They get all that momentum. But you know what they didn't have to do? A deep run in Orlando, which was just physically and mentally taxing. And I think they got out of there with all this momentum, all this excitement. And then there's an offseason where big moves happen. How could you not have shown up to training camp the next year ready to roll? For sure.
0: For sure. That stuff is undervalued. Definitely.
1: And then, Do we have anything uh, else? Uh, we've talked about this in the past, but what is the future impact of MPJ's injury? Says, ask at Zamora NBA.
0: Yeah. Well, I would be very surprised if he came back this season, obviously. And, you know, you're hoping he's ready for opening night next year. I mean, that's, uh, I, I think where we're likely yeah. trending, like the nuggets haven't announced that, but I, I feel like that's probably where we're heading. And, you, you know, look, if he can come back and, and, you know, be the guy he was following his last back surgery. Great. <laughs> you know, he, 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 had come off a back surgery and, you know, had a pretty strong couple seasons. Right. Uh, if, if that's the case, great. If that's not the case and, and injuries continue to plague him, um, you really can't sugarcoat it. Like if he's not able to be a rotation guy for you, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the injury protections were or if there were or to what extent they were put into the contract, mm. um, but it's not good. I mean, his max contract doesn't even kick in until next season. And you know if he can't play for you, that's that's really really bad because financially you just don't have a lot of options. You obviously won't be able to trade him, and yeah, it's it, it wouldn't be it won't be good. But look, I, I think you can hold a good thought because he has come back from a back surgery before
1: and looked very good. So maybe he can and, do it again. And that we might be, and again, two non doctors talking here, but that we might be talking about more longevity, right? or the risk of re-injury than anything else. Sure. It's not like he had a surgery to fix a snapped back, you know, like this is a, in the back surgery world, this routine relatively procedure, uh, this procedure relatively routine, I should say. Um, So we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. Here's a scenario for you. If the season gets paused for a really long stretch and then it restarts, (laughs) is there any world in which Porter comes back?
0: This is like the Kevin Durant thing. Remember when Kevin Durant was just gonna join the Nets in the bubble for for the playoffs? That's right. Yeah. And he and he never did. I feel like that'd yeah. be a similar scenario. Um, I mean, I would just say no. Yeah, look, don't look rush, like don't rush, yeah. if you come back and you have another injury like he had against the Rockets, like that could be it. You know, mm. Michael Porter might only have one more shot with this thing. Like, I don't know, I don't know what the answer to this is, but if he comes back from this rehab, he gets injured again. Does anybody have the mental capacity to go through another rehab of this magnitude? I I mean, think about it, man. He he's been through this already. Like he already had to sit out a year plus because of rehab from back surgery. He's going to go through it again. No, you come back, and if it happens again, God forbid! Oh my God! Can can you mentally go through that? I don't, I don't know many people that could. So, do you want? I think to? you just, yeah, yeah. I just think you got to be really careful this time around.
1: Definitely. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I just, um, I'm such a sicko that I was sitting here. All these COVID updates are rolling in. I'm thinking, how can this help the Denver Nuggets? Is yeah. there any world? Which It would be great for Jamal Murray, but uh, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see yeah. what a great note to end the show on his career <laughs> is in jeopardy. I could see Murray
0: coming back. Maybe though. Yeah, I could, I could see that. All right. Good questions. Thank you guys so much for those submissions. Really appreciate it. Good show today. We'll be back Friday, uh pregame before the nuggets take on the Hawks from the bar. So make sure to tune in for that. Let me see what time the Nuggets host or play the Hawks tomorrow. 5.30, so an early game in Atlanta. We'll be live at 5 for the pregame show from the bar. We'll also be live post-game. We'll talk to you guys then. Guys, if you're looking for a really good alternate to traditional coffee, check out StravaCraftCoffee.com. There you can purchase some StravaCraft coffee, the CBD-infused coffee, that's really changing lives. CBD can lead to less neck pain, back pain. It can help you with arthritis, IBS, aches and pains, migraines. CBD has been proven to help with a lot of that stuff. And StravaCraft coffee just tastes really good as well. So go to StravaCraftCoffee.com. If you're a first time customer, use the code DNVR25. You're going to save 25% off your purchase of StravaCraft coffee. You can also get a StravaCraft coffee subscription. Get your coffee delivered to you. You can get that at StravaCraftCoffee.com. If you're a returning StravaCraft Coffee customer, make sure to use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your purchase from StravaCraftCoffee.com every single time.